to Pop of Color Pod. I'm Ruby. And I'm India. We're two women of color recapping all things Bravo through our personal lens. As women of color, we like to focus on the underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. And if we're feeling generous, we'll add even more Bravo sprinkles on top. Ruby, don't forget that as we catch up on the Bravo chaos, we also like to catch up on the chaos of our lives. And there's never a shortage of that. Here's this week's episode. Let's pop off. How are you guys doing this week? I tried my best with the tagline because that's Ruby's job and our dear Ruby is off living her best life in Miami for her birthday. Her birthday is literally in four hours. Wait, eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11, 12. Yeah, four hours. So wish her a happy birthday. I hope you're living it up there because I know she's going to listen to this while she's away. Um... Anyway, I hope everyone has had a great week, um, smashing it, killing it, being the baddest bitches ever. Um, my week has been great so far. Um, it's been a little slow, but slow is great for me um, because I know the rest of my week is going to be crazy. So I hope everyone is just embracing the flow of life and just going with the flow. That is a repeat, but that's just the way I feel. All right, let's get into it. I've got some wine next to me. I'm fresh after watching both Roni and Salt Lake City, so I'm ready to go. I am activated, just like Meredith Marks. Let's get into it. Okay, first I want to get into Bravo News because we're supposed to be getting the Potomac trailer tomorrow, and I'm super pumped about that. I think Potomac is going to be so good. I'm so ready for Potomac. I know Ruby is too. Married to Medicine is coming back. Winter House. We're going to have such a busy uh, fall and winter coming up. So we're really going to have to figure out what we want to talk about and what we don't. I think the last time that we had to go through this, we kind of ranked them and just decided to talk about like the best episodes. So we'll probably do that again this time because if it's a boring episode, like Roni has been sorry, I uh, don't think we should talk about it. But this episode, like I said, we're going to talk about Roni and we're going to talk about Salt Lake City. Um, and yeah, so stay tuned. Okay, so I'm going to start with my poppy and poopy of the week. My poppy goes to Lindsay motherfucking Hubbard, period. Um, the fact that she's going through what she's going through and still decided to turn um, lemons into lemonade and go on a little trip to Mexico with her friends is honestly should be giving everyone life and showing everyone like, look, don't neglect your, your plans because you're sad over a man. Get the fuck up and go on about your business. Okay. Um, honestly, Stan. And I just think it's such a shame that it's all played out the way that it is because apparently now that Lindsay is being talked about in people magazine, um, Carl is also having his people quote unquote, talk to, um, outlets and stuff. And just saying like, it wasn't supposed to end in a breakup. Like I just wanted to have a conversation and it escalated. Like, I'm just ready to see what the fuck played out, like, and what played out on camera because obviously Carl did it on camera. So I don't really know what he expected from this. Um, when just last season he was hiding cameras when he was activated. So hmm, we'll see how that plays out. I also I'm not a fan of Craig giving his side. Like if you, he keeps saying, I wasn't there. So I don't know what happened. So why the fuck do you have an opinion? If you weren't there, shut the fuck up. You see Paige is saying nothing, which, you know, I'm a giggler, but the fact that she's saying nothing, shut the fuck up. Like I hate men just in the, in the mix of women business. Like please go somewhere and have have better outfits because his outfit on Watch What Happens Live sucked ass. Like it looked like a fleece outfit from Ross. And that is no shame to Ross because look, I was just at Ross like two weeks ago or something like that. So no shade to Ross. The outfit was just tragic. The hair was tragic. He was giving um, Ross Barbie. Um, and I mean that with all the shade. Anyway, he should be my poopy, but my poopy this week is Monica. I'm not even going to get into it right now because we can just talk about the episode. Actually, let's just go ahead and get into Salt Lake City because I'm clearly, again, activated like Meredith Marks. 
Let me also say that I am on my second glass of wine and I've had three chicken wings, a little bit of mac and cheese, some green beans, and like two pieces of fruit (laughs) and some hummus. Um, As Ruby would say, I I don't make the best um, eating decisions um, and it's eight o'clock my time. So pray for your girl. I'm going to try to down a quesadilla after this. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, let's get into it. Um, Speaking of drinking, we opened the episode with Heather, like them all waking up the day after. Heather is deciding she's going to puke and rally, which my girl, we have all been in a situation. I think I talked about this on the last episode where you just got to suck it up, buttercup, and the show must go on. Um, so I commend her for waking up and being a trooper throughout the rest of the day because a hangover is just nothing to play with. I hate hangovers and I have been in situations where I've had to rally after a hangover or with a hangover. Um, for example, I went ATVing in Vegas after being, after drinking my life away the night before with both dark and light. I don't know who decided that that was okay for me to do triggered we won't even get into it because that trip honestly wasn't the best but ATVing hungover and 100 degree weather y'all I was throwing up like every two seconds like right a little bit throw up throwing up in the van thinking I feel better and then not the only thing that saved me was finally getting a power rate at the end of the day like it was it was disgusting how awful I felt So anyway, um, Whitney and Lisa are discussing the night and Lisa is just, you know, trying to say, you know, that she just wants to stay out of it because she wants to prevent her and Meredith backsliding and their friendship, which I can honestly appreciate because, you know, when you are trying to make up with a friend, the last thing you want to do is have a situation where you're going to not like to like what am I trying to say? When you, when you're going to, um, prevent the friendship from growing or like mess up what you've already overcame. So I respect that. She just is like, I just want to stay out of it. Monica is sucking up to Meredith. I'm sorry. I thought I was really going to like Monica, but mm, she's, I'm just really getting, I'm just really getting sick of her. Um, I just, again, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I'm just, Mm, I hope that she reels me back in because I really, again, wanted to like her. And I know Ruby really likes her and she follows us. This is no shade to you. This is your first season. Like sometimes it's hard to figure out who you want to be. But I feel like the best housewives are the people who are just genuinely, genuinely themselves, authentic and just bring it without it being so like, er, like the first season. Um, I think we've seen housewives that have been like rawr the first season. It just never works out for them. Um, so I just hope that over time, Monica just like comes into herself. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Monica's like up to Meredith, Meredith saying, you know, I don't agree with what Angie was saying and blah, 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 but like, bitch, you're supposed to be Angie's friend. So I'm confused. Pick a side, pick a side. Um, they all decide to go on a trust exercise of course mary refuses to go which i stand mary but in this situation like she should have she should have gone but i was also weak at her saying like i don't trust these girls i put my trust only in the lord because same sis um he gets the most trust uh the trust exercise was whatever i don't even want to talk about it it was boring Um, I think the biggest thing takeaway is that Heather walked away, not hating Angie K, which, you know, small wins. So anyway, they get back into the car and Meredith tells Mary, which I was actually shocked about because Meredith doesn't normally out Mary like that. Like in front of people, she normally has her conversations with Mary, like with just them. And she was just saying, like, you know, I wish that you joined us. And Lisa was just like, you know, if you aren't gonna participate, why even fucking come? But I think it's just Meredith shtick like this season. I feel like in other seasons for her to be that loner and to like just say like, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to chill by myself and just observe you guys from the window like bubble boy. (laughs) All right. That just made myself giggle because like she's not like a kid with 
and no shade, but like, like, like bubble boy, like they just can't go outside. Like they just have to stay inside and not, and just watch everybody else have fun. Anyway. Um, so then they all get back and Whitney just decides, you know, to tell everyone, let's do a drag inspired competition and Trixie's going to be the judge. Like, let's take advantage of us staying in Trixie hotel. Let's take advantage of Trixie being here. Like, let's have fun, which I so be down for. Like, again, the way that we contour and do our face, like Kim Kardashian did not start that, that, that was a drag queen, like um that like they are the pioneers of that I think that we should pay homage to that and do makeup like that I think that it's fun I'm all for the fun and games Lisa fucking lost it (laughs) like she fucking lost it she's like absolutely not calling John which is me calling my John like just having a fit um but I also get where she how she feels because it's like I've I participated, like, I went to a five-star restaurant and a fucking sarong, like, just for once, I just don't want to do, like, play the games, and I think she's just had a really hard trip losing a ring, losing her ring, and then, like, of course, you know, that probably just brings up insecurities that she has about, like, her face, and we all have that, plus, honey paid $2,500 for her glam, plus flight, yeah, I'm using it for all I can, but I don't really quite understand. Speaking of John, my John just texted me. Um, I kind of don't understand why she wouldn't have her glam just like do a little bit more of like a glammy face. Um, but I feel that way about all of the ones that didn't participate. Mary, Lisa, and Meredith. They could have all just done an extra glammed up, dolled up like face like they were going on a red carpet. That would have been better than what the fuck they did. Um, but at least Lisa owned it and she just said like, this isn't what I want to do. Um, whereas Meredith and Mary, they didn't participate. They just didn't speak up about it and have an outward meltdown. We've all had a meltdown. I just... I just hate that Monica is just being so hard on her because it's just unnecessary. Okay, so the girls are now presenting their looks to Trixie. Whitney comes out as a little girl, which of course that's her bit since Mary said it. Uh, Monica is Jersey Mariah, which I didn't really understand the... Is she from Jersey? I can't remember. Mm, Okay, anyway. Angie K is Anita Enright, which I think was the most hilarious name out of them all. Heather is Dolly Pride. <laughs> Meredith came out, no drag. She did not try at all, like I said. Lisa also didn't, but was honest about it. Mary also didn't. Um, it is what it is. Um, but again, like Lisa was the only honest one about it, which you have to appreciate about her, at least like she's upfront. Um, and doesn't pretend that she wants to do something that she doesn't want to do. And that's not just because I love Lisa. That's just literally because, like, who doesn't like an upfront person? Um, Monica won because she did the most uh, to win. Sure. Get a prize. Woo! Anyway, um, on the way to the bar. Um, well, before they get to the bar, they have food in the lobby and Monica just thinks Lisa is so insecure and just says like the wet noodles. So in the car, Lisa's like, who's a wet noodle? Like, what was that conversation about? And here goes Monica telling Lisa that she starts crying and she's just like, to be honest, like, it's just really hard for me for you to say like that you lost your ring. I just feel like you're so tone deaf and because she talks about her success and things that she has. And it's like, girl, like when does talking about the things that you have and the, and the success that you have, like mean that you aren't considerate of other people and what they're going through? Like, I just don't think the two things correlate. And again, Lisa just lost her ring. Monica herself would be upset if she lost a fucking $20 ring. Like, anybody would be upset. So the fact that Lisa's just getting all this backlash, it's just very much reminding me of Heather from OC and how, like, they all just pretty much hate her and are, like, just picking at her and thinking of any little thing that they can, you know, doing any little... We're speaking up about any little thing that they can because they are just pretty much like intimidated by how much money that she has. And I'm not saying that Lisa like is like perfect, obviously, like or, you know, obvious like isn't uh, redundant with like the things that she says. But it's just like give her a break. Like she's clearly having a hard time. And Monica, honestly, like I think you're just a hater. 
like in this situation. And I think Monica is more so triggered by Lisa's wealth than Lisa is like bragging about it. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, it's like that whole thing of like, don't dim your light just to match somebody else. So why is it that Monica expects Lisa to dim her light to match like her current state of mind and her current situation? It's because Monica put herself in that situation. She had the affair with her brother-in-law. Like, like, let's be clear, like the only reason or at least the way she's painting it, the only reason why her and her husband are getting a divorce and she's in this tough situation where she's got to figure it out and do all of this on by herself is because she cheated on her husband with her brother-in-law, like the messiest thing that you could probably ever do. Um, so yeah, like that's not Lisa's fault. And I just feel like she's shaming her for that where, and I'm proud of Lisa for sticking up for herself. Cause Lisa was like, hold on, just because I'm materialistic doesn't mean I don't care about people. I'm super considerate. I'm super genuine. I, I'm always there for other people. What the fuck does I have to do with like my appearance, what I choose to wear, like what I choose to put on my face, like my meltdown about like my own insecurities. What does that have to do with this like that has nothing to do with it and here's really where Monica lost me why she got my poopy like that was already bad enough but she had already been doing that the last episode but then she's sitting there like calling Lisa a piece of shit and shallow and Portuguese and like just doing the most whereas the day before literally the night before 24 hours ago she is like telling NGK to stop 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 when it comes to um, talking to Meredith about like, you know, I'm going below the belt, but then she goes below the belt and calls someone a piece of shit. Like, okay, girl, sure. Um, again, I just think Monica is triggered because of what she lacks not because of what Lisa actually has. Um, so yeah. Um, what's next? They all go to the bar. Mary again sits out and goes to McDonald's. Y'all, I was in such a mood last, like last night. Um, I just had a day. I'm PMSing a little bit. I'm in my luteal phase. All the girlies know how it is in your luteal phase, which I just saw a TikTok about the commonality of like your luteal phase and like lack of confidence and like just thinking like you're ugly and having these like body dysmorphia complexes. And it was just so relatable. Um, so if you're in your luteal phase right now, it will get better. You're just in a in a sl- in a slope mentally, hormonally, like, but that's not the truth of who you are. So, just know that after your period goes off, we're gonna snap the fuck out of it. Um, and next month, even more recognize what that is. Um, a way that I've been like, like getting out of that funk is with affirmations and journaling about it, and honestly, just telling my inner ego to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, and just knowing that it's going to get better and just focusing on like doing the best that I can and having grace for myself. So I hope that, you know, you guys are having grace for yourselves as well. And I'm extending hugs to all of you, even if you're not in your luteal phase and you're going through it, like those are good weight, like, uh, mechanisms and good strategies to have, to have that boost of confidence and to remind yourself that you're a fucking bad bitch. Okay. So moving on, um, They're at the bar and Lisa's addressing Monica again. And I mean, I mean, Lisa just brings up some good points because Monica is just like basically wants to shut Lisa down. And she's like, you like nice things, too. Like you walked up in here with a 5K bag. Y'all have a story about this 5K bag. So I was scrolling TikTok and I come across this page and they're like addressing Bravo stuff. Um, and celebrity stuff and the guy on there is like yeah that bag that Monica had is definitely DH gate definitely DH gate like it's not the quality isn't there you can tell in the camera that the quality is not there so for me it's like okay you're sitting on here like giving this whole spew to your mom and crying about like I went out and bought this really expensive Louis Vuitton bag because I wanted to fit in with the girls and the whole time it's DH gate like why even like talk about it like, did you think that no one was going to find that out? And that's, again, no shade to DHgate because I myself have been tempted to buy something from DHgate. Still might. No shade um, because I see, like, the product glasses on there look 
pretty spanking much like the like the other Prada glasses, like the $500, $600 ones. So it's really no shame in DHK, but just don't do the most when you're not even in the actual like genuine luxury item. Like that, it just, it's, it's just, again, not coming off as genuine. It's like, okay, like who the fuck are you, Monica? Um, so yeah, again, no shade to the DH girlies. I really don't care about that. Like, yes, obviously I've also been called materialistic. I'm a Taurus rising. I'm a Capricorn. I care about stability. Um, I've not always been in stable situations as an entrepreneur, um, and as a realtor, you know, with the flows of life, but I do care about stability. I do like material things. I have, you know, some nice bags some nice shoes and things like that myself, but I'm also not like out here pretending to be something that I'm not. And I'd rather someone come as they are as materialistic as they are, than shame someone for being that way. And I have also by friends or people that I thought were my friends have been ridiculed and made fun of for loving myself and for liking what I like. And I just think that that is such a low blow and it just says so much more about the person that's spewing it than the actual person themselves. Because why the fuck do you care so much? Like, and honestly, a lot of times it's, it's, it's a mirror. Like again, with Monica, it's a mirror. Like you're looking at yourself and and again, this is no shade to people who might hear this and say like, well, like, like what about, and it, it's really not, but it's just a challenge to look at yourself because if you could afford those things, you would buy them too. And sometimes people can afford those things and they just choose not to buy it. And those people who choose not to buy it aren't sitting here ridiculing other people for buying what they want to buy. Like just let people live their life. Just let people live their life. But a lot of times what it does is like in that shame, it makes or in that conversation, it makes the other person feel ashamed for liking what they like and for being the way that they are. I know that in my past, um, and I don't mean this as like going down an India rabbit hole of her childhood, but I used to get ridiculed all the time for loving myself so much. Like I just used to look in the mirror and just say, I love me. I'm beautiful. And like my sisters used to laugh at me like you're so self-absorbed and it's like I'm not self-absorbed because I'm not saying anybody else isn't beautiful. I'm not bullying anybody. I'm not ridiculing people. Why is me loving myself and liking what I like a problem for you? And so I just kind of I realized trigger warning, I guess I just and it's not really a trigger warning. Wow, it's not that deep India. Um, more so trigger warning for me in my brain that I'm like saying this out loud. It just made me realize that like growing up and like into my adulthood that I may have like stunted my mental like or self um, esteem growth because of fear of being like like ashamed of who I am and like what I like. And I'm just here to say, you know, and like my family's not like that now. Like I've learned to just be like, I don't give a fuck anyway. I like what I like. I like nice things. I like to come off and appear a certain way, but I'm super genuine. I, I love people. I'm very caring. I donate. I look, I work. I was a counselor for years for low income. I, I really advocate for people. And so fuck off. Like, let me like what I like. The end, period. Be who you are. And that's basically what I'm saying. For more hot takes and more aha moments, I do post them on my TikTok. My TikTok is India Simone with two N's, I-N-D-I-A-S-I-M-O-N-N-N-E. Shameless plug. If you're into wellness and mental health and aha moments that probably you relate to, too. So anyway, let's get back to Bravo and off of, off of that shameless plug. Um, so moving forward, they're continuing to argue about it. Um, Whitney gets into the ring with Meredith and it's just like, you know, like I wish you would have participated in the drag competition. Like it's supposed to be fun. Like you're the hostess of the trip. You're supposed to be the one that participates. And Meredith is, Meredith is just like, you know, like I tried my best. I, I did what I could. And clearly you didn't like you know that that is not drag makeup. You know that that is not trying the best you could. You did the minimum Minimal makeup. I do like her pink eyeshadow. Um, I'm not even that bold to do pink eyeshadow, but it's a it's a costume, and 
if you just didn't want to play, then just say, I don't, I didn't want to play. Like just be upfront the way Lisa was, but she does tend to have an excuse for everything. It's like, I had a shooting headache for two days. I didn't want to wear a, a worn wig, like with the shade with it. It's just like, just say what it is, girl. I didn't want to period the end. You wanted to do that. You decided for us to do this activity. I didn't plan that. I wasn't prepared for that. That's not what I wanted to do. Wash your hands of it. I'm just, Lisa is, Lisa is at least honest, okay? Like, and I just love that about her. Um, and I just wish others would be just as much. And then, of course, Whitney is like, well, you always have an excuse for everything. Like, whenever someone confronts you about something, like like the three-year-old. And, of course, Meredith gets activated. And it's like, don't bring up a sick child. And blah. And I'm just wondering, who is this three-year-old? Like, prayers to go to that family. But who are you? Like, it's like Nini and on that reunion. Like, now, how did I get into this? I'm sure that sick child is like... How did I get brought up into this? Like, at least mention my GoFundMe. I mean, I don't know if the kid has a GoFundMe, but at least donate to my cause. Like, if you're going to bring me up so much, um, because it's just weird. Um, of course, uh, Monica's such a hypocrite and telling Angie K to stop badgering Meredith when literally, Monica, you're badgering Lisa. Um, Angie K is, you know, Meredith is calling Angie K and Whitney dogs, um, just saying like, like, they're just attacking her like animals, chihuahua and a pit bull. And not Angie K calling Meredith a trampoline with eyes. Honestly, don't see it. I don't understand the reference. Um, honestly, if anybody was a trampoline with eyes, I think it'd be Angie K because... Okay, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I'm I'm not that girl. I'm not going to go there. Um, and honestly, I just don't like ridiculing people for their looks because they can't help it. Um, unless they have money to get surgery and make themselves into a whole new person like you just shouldn't ridicule people and even then like I think everyone should just love who they are and I've been very honest about you know at some point wanting a nose job and I still do and I would get a neck lift in a heartbeat but love who you are and embrace who you are um I'm just you know a big believer in that but I'm also a big believer in if you don't like it change it and that's your business. Um, so I just don't like the way that Angie K did, you know, ridicule Meredith for her looks. I just don't think that's cool. Um, Monica, uh, like I said, she's not a good friend to Angie K sitting there with the other girls and being like, isn't Lisa, isn't, I mean, Angie, isn't Angie K Lisa's little bitch? Like, whose side are you on? Whose friend are you? Who are you writing for? I mean, obviously it's clear that Angie K just brought Monica onto the show. Like that was just the segue. For bringing her onto the show because they're not friends. That is not a friend. And if they were real friends in real life, I hope that they're not anymore. Uh, Monica is uh, uh, like Angie K confronts Monica again and is just like, you used to work for Jen. And Monica's like, no, I didn't. I wasn't her assistant. She never paid me. Isn't that worse? Isn't that worse? The fact that you were sitting here doing errands for Jen for free? I'm sorry. I do little things for my friends like yeah if you're sick I'll definitely run to the store and get you some some soup um if you're having a hard time you have surgery I'm there for you girl but you're not gonna sit here and treat me like your errand boy for free at least pay for my gas I don't even do real estate favors for free like pay me okay <laughs> bitches gotta get paid time is money so don't do shit for free for so long um and also, I'm just ready for it to come out that Monica was a snitch because I don't think the girlies are talking about it. So far, Monica has been honest about, you know, fucking her brother-in-law, but she hasn't mentioned anything about snitching on Jen Shaw. So I'm just ready for that to come out. I know Whitney kind of foreshadowed that on Watch What Happens Live um, with Annie and just saying, I trust her the least and we'll see why. So I'm just ready to see how the rest of the season is playing out, is going to play out. Like, I'm not like hating Monica but I just think that what she's saying is just tired and I just need for her to have um a better angle when it comes about like her character on this show I'm gonna take a quick break to uh drench my uh mouth with water because I am so dry and I'll be back to discuss what else uh 
New York. Okay, I am back. Let's talk about Ronin. Honestly, I didn't hate this episode. Like, I know that we look forward to cast trips because that's where most of the drama is. And I can say that this cast trip, the ladies have brought it. I wasn't bored. Um, because to be honest, most of this season I've been bored and I'm not giving the ladies a hard time. I think some people are just stuck in the past of like the old Roni. And yes, as much as I miss those cackling old hags, I am embracing the change. But it's just that they've just been boring. And it's not just because it's the first season. Because let's remember, Potomac, Salt Lake came out the gate swinging. Okay? Swinging! The motherfucking bitches came out ready to play. And I just don't think that these ladies are like that. And that's okay. But it's still a TV show. It's still like, we still need to be entertained. The ladies still need some stuff going on. Um, and honestly, this episode brought that. So let's get into it. We come into the episode with continuing the Uba and Aaron fight. Again, Uba's lucky that it was Aaron because you pull glasses off of me, I'm going home. Like I might be in Anguilla jail because how dare you touch my face? Mm-mm, not having it and the fact that uba's like i'm gonna hold your glasses for 45 minutes wouldn't fly like uba knew she had the right person you all everybody knows who to try and who not to try and as a 32 year old woman i have i'm not the one to try um and i think people realize that and so i am not tried that way in my life um but again to each their own i just wouldn't stand for it um jenna is just like Okay, let me try to get your glasses back. Uba's like, nope, I'm going to hold it for 45 minutes, which I think is petty. But if she can get away with it, fine, because not me. Um, Brenberg just brings up a good point that Uba just, and she brought this up several times in the episode, just saying like, you are like, yes, you can be right, but you lose people when you yell and you behave the way that you're behaving. It's all about your delivery. And it's already bad enough that like the last episode, um, we were ready to ride for Uba because Aaron was like, you're coming off hostile basically, but in the confessional, but then we saw that Uba did actually come off hostile. So you're just not helping yourself in that case. Um, and I know like somewhere in the episode, they also talked about the stigma of black women and just being angry black women, but behaving that way doesn't help our cause. Um, and I'm not saying that like, we don't have the equal right to be angry as other races are. But if we're going to um, elevate ourselves, like we just need to like think about how our decisions, unfortunately, and of course I wish it wasn't that way in the world, but we just need to think about our decisions and how they will play out. Um, people may disagree with that, but I just am very... Um, self-aware of how my reactions may look and be perceived by other races and you know like I said it just is what it is so um what happens the girls take the ATVs to go get rum punch I fucking love rum punch I love that for them. They end up going to the Rum Punch Bar. I think it was owned by a guy named Elvis. And of course, Bryn walks in. I'm Bryn. I'm wet. She just can't help herself. But as an Aquarius Venus, um, the same way she is, I stand. And I know Ruby would also agree with that. Poor Jessel. I just, justice for Jessel. She's quiet. She just is in her own little world. And I feel like she gets like, painted as invisible justice for my girl i have rode for jessel this entire season let's also talk about watch what happens live because i also stand she's an icon for just being like oh i'm too busy to come to watch what happens live that day to be on it and then realizes that that hunk was going to be on it and is like i'm there i'm coming um so funny so anyway um, they're drinking rum, they're drinking rum punch and, um, uh, fireball shots, which is honestly triggering for me. I was also a bartender like side, not for 10 years because, uh, as a Capricorn and Taurus rising, uh, as a earth 
bound like person because like most of my chart is earth i just can't couldn't do the the social light like spotlight stuff like it just is just really overwhelming for my um for my nervous system and i'm just a homebody i am social but i'm not like i don't know i'm just not like naturally uh, someone who just wants to socialize all the time and I just shut down when I've had like and get exhausted by energy like I have to recharge by myself so 10 years kudos to you girl but I also know get that money because bartending the money is great okay and waitressing in some certain restaurants the money is great and that's why you don't see a lot of openings in those places because bitches are stacking bread and they're not giving it up <laughs> unless they are on their deathbed um so, yeah, size me. Um, I also agree with Sai and her saying that, um, like, how she was as a bartender. Like, if you're not ready, like, and don't have your order, I'm skipping you. Yes, that too, because if you work at a busy bar like I used to, you don't have time to wait and hear somebody be like, oh, well, what do I want to drink? I'll come back to you when, when you're ready. Um, also, I... Go by the motto of if you're not a good tipper, don't expect an overpour. Like I will, I will test the waters and like pour more than like the normal like like drink worth just to see like how you're going to tip me. But if you are a terrible tipper, you're not getting that anymore. You might honestly get less to be to be quite honest, depending on exactly how like you tip me. Also, people, stop asking for bartenders or stop expecting when you say low ice or no ice that you're going to get more liquor. Low ice and no ice does not equal more liquor. It just means more juice. So don't think you're getting over because we're laughing at you, to be quite honest. Anyway, moving forward. Um, let me fix this right quick. Sorry. Okay. Moving forward, uh, the timer goes off on the glasses and it's sending me because she's like, all right, you can have your glasses back. It's like putting a kid in timeout for 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, Aaron put up with that and I just would not. So funny. Um, okay, so um, Aaron just, I think they're just getting into it and Aaron just decides to leave. Jenna um, leaves with her. <laughs> But then Aaron's like, mm, let's just go to the other side of the bar because I actually do want another drink. So it's like, it's just very cancer. Aaron is such a cancer because it's like, I'm leaving and just like throwing a hissy fit about leaving, but then still wanting to be included. <laughs> she was also mad that the girls didn't come after her. Like, I don't respect anyone because no one came after me. And it's like, girl, they're trying to have fun Everyone is drunk. They're drinking and having fun. Just because you walk away doesn't mean everyone has to come after you. It's just very entitled. Um, and it's just like, girl, bye. I'm not chasing after you. I might text you and be like, are you okay? But I want to sit here and have fun. I'm not trying to like, and they all thought she was going back to the rest. I mean, to the villa. I'm like, no, I'm not going back. I want to drink my rum punch and limbo and have a grandiose time. So anyway, it also took me out that the drunk girl asked Jenna if Erin was her daughter. Deceased. Like, <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> um, okay, so they all take the, I don't know what those little, I call them ATVs. They're not ATVs. They call, it, they call them something else, but whatever. They take those little Jeep things to go get food at Roy's. Uba's just like, I refuse to apologize. I'm not sorry for anything. And I mean... It is what it is. I know personally, if my friend would were to do something like that, I expect an apology um, ASAP. But I just think that Aaron's kind of, like, she just kind of shuts down a little bit, which is so ironic seeing as she's been the most messy person this season with, like, saying things about other people and things like that. So the irony is not lost on me. Um, Jenna just saying, you know, like I saw that side of Uba three weeks ago. We get a flashback to Uba basically like having an attitude because Jen, I mean, not Jen, <laughs> Jenna didn't tell her that 
she was like going to be filmed and so to wear glam. And so she walks in and I think Bren was there. I don't know who else was there, but she's like, okay, so I wish y'all would have told me that we were being filmed. Like I didn't come prepared to film. But for me, it's like, if you're in filming season, always be ready, be ready. So you don't have to get ready. And if you're in filming season, if someone asks you to come over, like most likely it's because y'all are filming because that's your job. Do your job. (sighs) Okay, anyway. So Bryn, um, we come, they're eating. Bryn's telling her backstory of college and how she went to school to be um, a doctor. Um, Her grandma is hilarious because Mimi told her, look, you don't go to college to be a doctor. You go to college to meet and marry a doctor, which is so old school. I know like back in the day, like women would only go to college to meet like wealthy men. And I think still some women do that. Um, but obviously Bren was more focused on like making a life for herself, which kudos to her. And I also love that her like grandma really like helped her manifest her life, like how she would really like pour into her and they'd be watching something and shit. She would be like, you're going to do that or you're going to go there. Like you could do that. And I just love that for Bren because I think that's what really gave her the confidence to like get to where she is today and to be who she is today. And honestly, I stand that she only works 10 hours a week as a consultant. Like it makes the amount of money that she makes. Of course, we don't know what that amount is, but I'm guessing good enough to like be where she is and to be able to travel and to do all the things that she wants to do. And I'm not here to condemn like her lifestyle because if she's getting money from other men or from a man, kudos to you too. Like women can do it both like have that badass job and then also be a badass bitch and stack that bread okay like trina say period um (laughs) that was very capricorn of me anyway um aaron leaves she goes back to the. she actually goes back to the villa and she calls her dad crying and just you know like i think she's just having a moment maybe she's in her luteal phase too here But, you know, I don't think that Erin is mean-spirited. I just think she lacks awareness about boundaries. And so then also you can't be mad about how someone reacts to their boundaries being violated. I'm not going to lie. I was weak when she said that she was... Not that she said she was bullied in the seventh grade because I was also bullied in the seventh grade. But middle school is hard. Like, a lot of times, like, kids were bullying and also being bullied. Like, we were just all hard on each other. And so I also wouldn't put it past Erin that she also bullied other people. But the name Long Jaw, Long Jaw Silver took me the fuck out. Like, that is honestly, like, <laughs> that is a classic name. And I hope that bully is working in, like, advertisement because they're clearly good at, like, wordplay. Or, like, maybe they're, like, a writer for, like, singers or rappers or something because... If they're not, they should be. They're in the wrong. They're in the wrong business because long jaw silver, y'all, y'all cannot say that name is not funny. I know it's a very sensitive topic, but that name, <laughs> I myself again was bullied, and they used to call me Harry Harris. Uh, since then, I just laugh about it, like I am Harry. But look, it is what it is. Um, kids are just cruel, and I think at the end of the day, like. We just need to all work through our childhood traumas, but also take accountability. And I think Aaron just lacks taking that accountability most of the time. Um, not saying I know anything about her childhood, but if it's anything like what she's doing now, it, you know, it, it would fit. Um, let's see. Boring, boring, boring. Um, <laughs> Bren messy um they're all on the way back to the house and bren tells jessel that aaron talks cash shit about her and this of course makes jessel heated i love an activated jessel she's like just like a taurus i have a checklist of all the shitty things that aaron has said to me and my feelings about it (laughs) she's like rub me wrong the first time it just becomes a mental note but twice and it's in the phone and honestly i stand it's it's um it's a way of venting because you know you don't necessarily want to say everything out loud but you're expressing yourself in your phone to get it out i think that's healthy 
So the fact that the girls are making fun of her for it, they should probably do it too because a lot of time, especially Sai and Aaron. Um, let's see what was on the list. Obviously the Cipriani thing and the catered like she, that she's catered to and comes from a rich family. Like those things clearly trickle Jessel, rightfully so. So anyway, they're back at the house. Um, Uba asked, I mean, Aaron asked Uba to talk. Well, not initially. Aaron tells Uba, like, come here, like, sit down with me. And I'm like, that's not the way to get anyone to sit down with you. Like, it's, hey, can we please talk? So the fact that Uba was like, mm, ask me nicely, I get that. I feel her because it's like, who the fuck are you talking to? I'm sorry, what? You just saw me get in your face. You might want to think twice. Um, so basically like the conversation doesn't go anywhere. Uba doesn't really apologize. She's like, let me go like show you something in my phone. And also the irony of Uba losing her phone again. It's like, mm, don't you hate when you're like in the middle of an argument and like you lose track of like what you're saying or someone's like proving you right. I mean, proving you wrong, but you're, but you're like, fuck that. Like that's beside the point, but in your head, you're mentally having a breakdown because you're like, like that emoji of the smiley face melting because it's like, damn, I'm like losing, I'm losing my grip. Like I'm losing like my point. <laughs> I hate that. I fucking hate it. Um, and that's pretty much what was happening, happening to Uber here. Uh, so they all decided gang up on Aaron in the hot tub and Jessel's telling Aaron, like, you never apologize to anybody. And Bren brings up that Aaron called her a social climber and said that she was flirting with her husband and just said how like hurtful that was. Um, and I just think that side made a point here because it's like you do like be like just be accountable, Aaron. Like you are the one that starts most of the shit in this friend group and it's a common denominator that everyone is mad at you about it. Like, clearly. Like, just own up to it. Just own up to it. I'm just sick of it. Um, let's see. Aaron, instead of holding yourself accountable, decides to have a breakdown, which is, again, very cancer. I just cannot. I think Ruby would agree with me. I have cancer friends, and I love them so dearly. But cancers, all the water signs, cancers, Pisces, Scorpios, they have a hard time holding themselves accountable and when they feel ganged up on or they feel like someone's holding them accountable, they tend to have a meltdown and go into victim mode instead of like taking ownership of whatever the fuck that they've done. And it's just like, girl, like Uba's better than me, like Uba and Bren because they're just like, okay, like we get that you're like that you're having a hard time coping right now. Like, yes, these are facts, but like, you're having a hard time. Um, Uba and Aaron actually make up, but Aaron, again, being a cancer, her, her confessional is like, um, Brenza, Brenza social climber, and Jessel is, I can't remember what she said about Jessel, but she's like, these are facts. And I hate that so much when people paint their opinion as fact. It's one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves. Like, just because you say it doesn't make it true, period. All right, so it's dinner time. Now they're all three sheets to the wind, especially Bren, who, girl, like, I just didn't see the reason why she got her hair wet, like, why she washed it. Just, like, you're going home tomorrow. Just wait till you get home. Because as a black girl, especially, like, her having tape ends, and I can just tell the texture of her hair, like, that it's just a mistake, like, Mm -mm. I'm waiting till I get home. If my hair is straight and I didn't bring any product to put in it, it wasn't prepared for that. Nope, 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 nope. We will deal with the sand. We will deal with all that shit when I get home. I'm not out here going to be out here looking a mess because that's exactly what she looked like walking down them stairs. I'm like, girl, if you don't go put your hair up, what is this? No, 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 no. And that's just from one black girl to another. Uh, anything else happened? Not really. That was pretty much it. Um, like I said, it was a better episode than honestly all the episodes that we've had so far. I really enjoyed it, but obviously Salt Lake City, um, no, actually I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Brony was better than Salt Lake City this week. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely was when I look back at it. 
but that's it. Um, I finished in under an hour, which y'all that's like amazing for me because I'm such a talker. My friend <laughs> said this week, she's like, you literally like, that is like your favorite pastime is to talk. And honestly, probably, you know, own it. I'm owning it. Okay. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Um, sorry if you hated me talking by myself because it's happening again next week. <laughs> um, cue the melting emoji. I will be by myself. Ruby will be gallivanting, I think, in Charl- Charleston next week. So I'll be doing it solo dolo again. We'll be going over Roni and Salt Lake City. I'll probably also have some thoughts on um, Southern Charm. If I have any, of course. And yeah, besides that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, Protect your energy. Own who you are. Let life flow. Allow the universe to surprise you with bountiful blessings and abundance. Um, If you're having a hard time and you are um, just in a rut or feel like you're in a rut, just know that you're not alone. Um, I know that this is not a mental health podcast, but if anyone has any questions about anything, since that is like my uh, passion and I am such an advocate for wellness and mental health, you know, feel free to reach out to us in our DMs, um, or on my personal page. I know I said that before, I won't give a shameless plug again. But, you know, we're here for you. We are a community. We are an ecosystem. We are the Bravo pop of color ecosystem. And, you know, you're not alone, you know, or, you know, also go see a therapist, uh, talk to a friend, journal, do all the things, anything that helps you. Okay. Um, Please, please, please. We would so appreciate it if you would pick up your phone right now. Obviously, if you're driving, please do not. Um, but do make a mental note to follow us at pop of color pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are quite hilarious. Also, please, uh, shoot us a five-star rating and review us on Apple podcasts. Of course you can't, um, do a, a review on Spotify, but you can hit that five-star, um, we really appreciate it. The more that we are giving good ratings, obviously, the more people know about us. And with that said, also tell your friends. If your friends are Bravo fans, please have them also follow us and listen to us. We would greatly appreciate that. Spread the wealth. And like I said, I will catch you guys next week. <laughs>